Hello and welcome to Friends of St. Anthony's. It is Wednesday afternoon and we are all cosily sitting around a round table in the smallest space we could find at St. Anthony's Catholic Primary School. I am Miss Cole and I am here with Mr. Revelado, Hamish and Alia to learn more about a new program at St. Anthony's, Design Thinking. Hamish and Alia, can you please introduce yourselves to us? Hi, my name is Hamish and... I like my bikes. Hi, I am Alia and I like building and design thinking. So today we are going to learn about how design thinking came to be, what it involves and what students think of the program. But first we are going to find out a little bit more about Mr Rebellato's history with the school and how he transfers design thinking into his own personal projects. So without further ado, we'll jump straight in. Mr. Allard, tell us a little about your history with the school. Yeah, thanks, Hamish. Um, so I started here in 2008. It was my first job out of university and I came down because I wanted to teach in the country. I grew up in Adelaide and I was fortunate enough to win a position at St. Anthony's and I didn't know much about where Millicent was, but I came down... Um, had the interview and I thought in my mind I would be here for about two years. I'd do a couple of years in the country, learn a lot about teaching, a little bit about myself and about, <coughs> sorry, 14 years later, I'm still here. <laughs> Absolutely fell in love with the school, um, with the people in the community, with living in the southeast. I met my now wife, um, Mrs Rebellato, that wasn't her name then, um, <laughs> Mrs Fabris or Miss Fabris uh, at the school and yeah, I, we've been able to build our life here and, and throughout that time I started off teaching year four or five, taught year seven and then started teaching science and a range of other subjects and design thinking has, has sort of been a progression of all of those learnings over the past few years and I think that finally now it's, uh, it's a real privilege to be able to deliver a subject which we've kind of created here at school. Awesome. So we are very aware that you're quite the design thinker yourself. So what is your most recent personal design thinking project? <laughs> That's a great question and not something I get to talk about too often. Yeah, I'm, I, I guess my, my love of design thinking comes from the fact that I, I like creating things and I love seeing students create things. But um, I, I always think it's really important at school to put into put into practice what, what you live and then I think that way there you can you can teach with a, a certain authenticity to know what you're talking about and a lot of my my things that I do at home and my projects and my hobbies, um, they actually start with a lot of failures and, and need that whole design thinking process. So design thinking helps me a lot and probably my, my latest design thinking project came from one of the th- the projects that we do here at school, which is designing a greenhouse. but And I transferred a lot of the great ideas that the students had and I made an enclosure for growing mushrooms. Now, hear me out, that sounds <laughs> possibly a little bit odd, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a keen gardener, but also over the past few years have really got into 
growing mushrooms and finding out about our, our fungal world. I guess it's part of being somebody that loves science and and nature. And I did a course a couple of years ago about how to grow mushrooms at home and, and took that on as a big hobby. And um, I had a lot of glass jars growing mushrooms inside our kitchen. And uh, and thank you to Mrs. Revelato <laughs> who, who's been able to uh, uh, to accept my hobbies and and after a while start to enjoy in, enjoy the mushrooms in our in our <laughs> food. But um, <coughs> but I guess I, I saw a problem there and I thought right I can't keep filling the kitchen with uh, with jars of these strange <laughs> mushrooms. Just so mushrooms everywhere. <laughs> that's that's ex- exactly right. But I um I used these uh, these scrap materials that I had in the shed and and some other the materials that we've been using in design thinking. And I built an enclosure that um, increases the humidity, allows airflow, basically creating a microclimate for for growing mushrooms. And I can actually do that in the shed now, and and not have to clutter up our kitchen. So um, it's actually almost a, just a bigger version of what we do here at school. And I used a whole lot of the principles that we do, and and I'm happy to say that not only teaching the students the process but also teaching myself the process is a lot less mistakes were made than if I uh, if I hadn't had to had the design thinking process in my mind that's awesome actually <laughs> nice would have guessed mushrooms hey <laughs> what inspired design thinking um it's really hard to say what individual time inspired design thinking but I guess it's one of those things that started progress after after trying things in the classroom and seeing that we could we could do things better and do things in a way which is different to to how we've traditionally done them Um, over my time teaching one of the the big things that's come out as as a subject or (coughs) a, a combination of subjects is stem science technologies engineering and maths and um, s- certainly science is, is an area which I'm really passionate about teaching. Um, but then we've also got mathematics, and I enjoy teaching mathematics. And then there's the technologies, and, and then the engineering, which is the building. And over a small period of time, we started to move towards seeing how these subjects shouldn't just sit on their own, but be combined together. And we realised, right, we... we how can we make this bigger? And and at the similar sort of time, Ash came into our school and he's got an amazing way of working with students and working in construction. And we started to partner up together and come up with these little projects that we could do. And then oh, six years ago or something like that, uh, when we had the opportunity to start to um, build or put in our new building, the, uh, the St. Francis Centre, which has both the... I guess we call it the science room and the kitchen, but also have the workshop there. That's an amazing space where we're able to take a lot of the learning that happens in the classroom and then walk it through into the workshop. And that's really where design thinking has been born, is being able to have this space where students are able to explore the technologies and create things and it got us really excited about what we've got here at school, whether it be the Lego sets or the Sphero sets or the computers, and then we were able to get the 3D printers. And having access to these resources and having students being able to use power tools and learn how to use power tools safely and and actually build on this idea that 
learning doesn't just have a start and an end, but the whole design thinking process is actually this infinite loop of starting off with an idea, then working out how we might solve it, coming up with a solution, and then working out that oftentimes we actually don't always get it right the first time. And in design thinking, we call it a failure, but it's actually a an opportunity to be able to learn more about ourselves, what our skills are, identify what the problems are and fix it. So design thinking never really starts and finishes. It's always this process of um, making things better and better and building on those. Um, I've spoken for a while now, but I I get a little bit excited about it. (laughs) That's kind of where it's come from is it started off as these small little projects and now so so privileged to be able to teach students and bring them into the science room and the workshop and have them involved in a whole range of different projects and have a long time with them. We call it slow learning where it's not a rush to get to the end and finish at the end, but we actually hopefully finish what we think is the product halfway through and then have a whole lot of time to revise it. So over four days, we're almost done by what we think is done by day two but it takes another two days to get it better. And, and now we're just starting to see it as a subject. And uh, and Ash, myself, the, the classroom teachers, and I think even the students have really enjoyed where we're at right now. Yeah, definitely. And I've been really inspired by the whole concept and it's really great to be able to see such a great program come to life, especially it starts to take us away from concepts and more onto the process and the skills that are really important to be able to transfer that into our everyday lives meaningfully. Oh absolutely what one thing that we we really care about and what we say to the students is we're not doing things because we are going to be say greenhouse makers which is Mm. one of our projects or we are going to be um, (coughs) always designing things in Uh, with 3D printers, but one thing that we are always universally going to be doing is reflecting on our ideas, knowing where our strengths are, how we ask for help, how do we identify problems, and what are the different solutions that we can come up with. And what we are hoping is that through students learning about themselves as learners, Mm. they can transfer those skills into whatever they do. We've all got different strengths and areas to work on, but we have to name them and know what they are Mm, before we before we one day find the field that either we are are keen to work in or or just have hobbies that that allow us to go further with them yeah definitely what makes design thinking such a good learning experiment great question i think what makes uh design thinking so good is that we actually get to fail and that's something which isn't often named a lot in in the classroom or um, or students want to happen. And, and it's a different type of failure. What, what One thing that we talk about a lot is how this failure that we are talking about is not necessarily something which is really negative, but how we can take something which doesn't quite work the way that we thought and improve upon it. And we get those opportunities all the time in our subjects such as literacy maths and so on but in design thinking where we are building we're actually able to make changes very very quickly and identify and test what those changes are we use science skills to be able to test it but then we're able to then get the tools and the machines and so on and fix it up 
and we can name those failures as not something which is negative but something that we can learn from and that's a whole mindset shift and that's where we get really excited because we do see failure as a negative thing in design thinking we actually look at it as an opportunity to get better and that's something that once as i was saying before we're actually able to take outside of school we hope and see that these are opportunities rather than disappointments Mm. yeah that's great oh yeah tell us about the design thinking project you did last term what did it involve well, at the start, once um, Mr. Abelardo put us into groups and told us what we have to do, make greenhouses, we started to plan. It took a while, to be honest, but he says that that's one of the most important parts about design thinking. So once we worked out what we were going to do with our plans for our greenhouses, we started to get building so what you had to do, you had to measure, you had to use some of the um, power tools and you had to put it together, screw it on and by the end I think everyone was pretty happy with what happened with their greenhouses in the end. It sounds like a lot of fun. So can you tell us about what the experience was like and why? Well... At the start, for me, it was um, a little bit exciting because I do enjoy the designing part because I like to talk to my group about what we're going to be doing and then we know exactly what we're going to do when it comes to the building part. The building part was a little bit harder for me because I don't usually use tools. um, But once I got to actually learn how to use them, it got a little bit, like, happier I got a little bit more excited yeah so it's kind of like a little bit of a a roller coaster ride and as you felt like a little bit more confident in some of these new skills it got a little bit easier for you yeah nice nice what did you discover from your design thinking project I did discover that I had more confidence in myself to build and at the end once we've built our um, greenhouses we started to grow plants actually in them and then I started to learn about how much you have to um, how much soil you have to put in um, how much of a hole you need to make to put different seeds in and yeah nice and I like how it wasn't just a learning experience in terms of the knowledge and skills but it was like self-discovery there and that's yeah it's really important to be able to get build that confidence in yourself and how the learning extended beyond just building the greenhouse but then using the greenhouse which is amazing yeah so when you review this program for the following year or the next group of students what do you think you might change or adapt and why (laughs) great question in fact i've spent most of today going through the whole design thinking process um to make it better um we never sit down and just go yep that's that's kind of it that's done we'll just use the yep. same thing next year so definitely um the greenhouse we've been doing for about three three or four years now um and the reason why we do the greenhouse is it connects with uh Holofresh, one of the industries mm. in our area um so that one there i think that we've we've got about right as to where we, we want it but it has changed over time the last one that we just did with the year four five class was on 
um, the forestry industry, basically mm-hmm. from putting the seed or the, the, the pine tree in the ground to how it then goes through every process to become a, a roll of toilet paper. Um, so we, we also situate the students within the industries that are, are in our area. Nice. Um, and what we did is that was the first time that we did it. We had some great engagement, but we, we found a few small areas where we thought that we could uh, improve on it. And so therefore, once again, we kind of call them failures, but they're actually just learning chances and opportunities for us to be able to make it better. So when we sit down and review it, we go, right, what, where were the students connected? Who were the students who were connected? And who were the students that maybe struggled with it and why did they struggle? What resources do we need to improve? What are the different, say, parameters or instructions that we need to make clearer to students who are, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old to make them um, more successful? It doesn't always mean easier, but in fact it's what it is. It's a reflection on us to say, right, how can we frame these questions or these tasks in a manner which is more accessible to the students? to make sure that the learning that we want to see in them and the questions that they're asking of themselves actually allow them to, as Alia said so so beautifully there, um, understand themselves and they come out of this with, with a greater understanding of confidence, whether it is working in a team or working with different tools to see that every single one of them is able to achieve success in different areas. So w- we're always reviewing it and, and I guess that one of the the really exciting things that we see in design thinking is those students who who love to be hands-on, who love to work in teams and and so on, where those opportunities are, are possibly not always as accessible in a in what we would deem a traditional classroom, they absolutely shine in this subject. And and that's that's really one of the things that that puts us that spurs us on to go further and further because there's noth- nothing like seeing a student who sometimes might struggle in the classroom, what we call the traditional classroom, absolutely shine and, and you know, receive res- outstanding marks or, or lead their group in, in manners which we don't often see. So, you know, it's those, it's those little successes that, uh, that puts us forward and, and what we see is, as successes for us, but also how do we improve? Well, there's... We'll never stop. We'll <laughs> never stop improving. As as I said, the look people go and Google what design thinking is. Type in or look in Google Images. Look at that little infinite mm. loop, mm-hmm. and you'll see that there's there's no finish point. Every nope. year we're just going to keep on pushing and pushing until we we feel like we're right, and then we're going to keep pushing again. That's awesome, and I think that's really important because design thinking is about that evolving and that continual um, process, and that um, how it's never ending. So. It makes sense that the way that you teach and review it is the same. It's ever evolving. It has to be. We yeah. have we have to live what we teach. That's yeah. it's as simple as that. If we want to be authentic, if we want to see this, if we want the students to see us as as humans as well, <laughs> which which doesn't even look doesn't always look that way, no. then they need to see that we you know we fail too, yeah. and and but all it is is about picking yourself up and and keep on going, and and we can always make it better. Definitely. If you want to like to hear more episodes of Friends of St Anthony's, you can check out our own podcast page. The link in the show notes of this episode. This podcast was produced by Miss Cole and Hamish from St Anthony's.
We thank you, Mr. Alotta and Alia, for joining us here today and sharing such a wonderful program. And be sure to connect with St. Anthony's on Facebook and Instagram for photos, news and behind-the-scenes stuff. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you subscribe to this channel to hear heaps of other school life stories. Thank <laughs> you.